When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to ScoutCast, brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. As always, you're joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by Rich Flapjack. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, good, good. I'm just seeing those arrows pop up on the screen now, the red oh. arrows. <laughs> I know, I know. Literally, like, obviously, we're not joined by Seb tonight, which is a massive shame. He was the only one on a green arrow this week. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I said he couldn't come on, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, no, he was on a green arrow. He's gone above me now. Uh, unfortunately, but bit of a weird week this week, isn't it, Rich? Yeah, it was. It was a. Re- I never expected that many free hits like yeah. to be in play. I know we talked about it for a while. Obviously, I didn't do it myself, but we, you know, it's been popularly talked about for weeks and weeks on end. And then when I saw Johnston's EO, because you were talking about a player no one had, I saw that and I was like, oh my god! It was like fifty percent, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was higher than Kane. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've, I've gone that. from there's the list of players I want to blank each week, and it's like Kepa, it's Kane, yeah, and just suddenly Johnston and Gakpo and Jesus—they were all right up there. <laughs> Martinelli the was almost at a hundred percent. Oh my goodness! Nah, it was such a weird week, and like like you just said, sometimes as well this week you were thinking, oh, I want this player to blank, and then they'd haul, and it'd be like oh, that didn't actually affect me as much as it usually does or as much as I thought it was going to. Like, Isak, for me, still 10% owned. Obviously, he got a haul, but trying to pick those front three on free hit was so tricky, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. I, I know was kind you of didn't. Stuck. But... <laughs> I, was, I was kind of stuck with my front three. Yeah. Um, which, I, I, to be honest, I was happy with my front three. Yeah, totally. Um, obviously, we talked about if you'd go for Kane or not last week. Yeah. I think that, that was a tricky one. Yeah. I, I think I wouldn't have gone for him myself, but I, I I was quite surprised that he was so lowly owned because I feel like people have become quite attached to Kane because yeah. he's returned almost every week. Well, and it was some goal that it was it's cracking goal. Yeah. I mean, it sums Kane up this season, doesn't it? In terms of they were getting absolutely spanked. He takes on two men, gets past them both, tight angle, left hand side, left footed finish as well. Yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, even as a double Newcastle defence owner, I couldn't be that annoyed when you see a, yeah. when you see a goal like that. You know, in a game like that where they're getting absolutely battered. Yeah, exactly, and they really were as well. Like, obviously, it says a lot that Stellini's now gone as well. Like, he's already been <laughs> sacked, so they got Ryan Mason back in. New manager bounce for uh, for the United game probably. But um, yeah, it's a really really weird week. I've now achieved. I've never done this before. I've now achieved a red arrow on a free hit. That was fun. That that was good fun. Uh, a four k red arrow, no three k red arrow. I think it was. Um, I was doing okay, uh, but then went into the last game with just Trippier and and um, Solanke. Of course, they both did nothing, did they? Uh, and Isak did quite well. Um, I will say though, on that differential free hit team I showed you not that long ago, oh, yeah. I did have Jacob Murphy on it. Oh, there so, you go. <laughs> so there you go. So that, I mean, <laughs> that's how bad my week was. That that's my shining light. So uh, how did the rest go. of that team do? I don't I, know. I completely I don't know. forgot I don't know. about that. Um, I don't know. I can't remember to be honest. Uh, I, we'll have to bring it up because I did say whether my 
differential free hit team would beat Seb. So we'll have to bring that back up and see probably how they got Probably a goiter in goal. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't it might, yeah, probably did, didn't it? I think I had Mitchell. I think it, had, it definitely had Jacob Murphy. I remember that. Yeah. Um, it did have Maybe like Leno. It did have Leno. Yeah, yes. you're right, actually. Yeah. It did have and they Leno. got unlucky with the late clean sheet wipeout. Same yeah. as Brentford. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, there was a lot of brutal things this week. I did, it did have Jota, though. So, oh, there you go. Uh, we'll see how it got on. People will go back and go, you had none of these players. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we have a look yeah, and see Darwin. how we... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, FPL Spartans. A red arrow on a free hit in a blank game week. Take some doing, Andy. You've unlocked another achievement. Thank you. I'm just all about the achievements. Um, right, so looking at my points this week then. So I had Johnson in goal. Brilliant 10 points. Uh, Trent with five, Trippier with two, and Gabrielle with one. I listened to a content creator who told me that I should be going for an Arsenal defender. So that's that's why I went there. You know what? I was so adamant on it. And it's one of the reasons I'm not too upset I didn't free hit. Because oh. I thought it was a bit of a no-brainer to go yeah. for an Arsenal defender. Oh, mate, yeah, mate. You made a lot of sense. And yeah, I, I cannot quite believe... Foolish, quite quickly. I cannot believe you didn't expect a 3 all. That's disgusting for you. Yeah. Um, Salah captain. He was always going to be captain. Obviously got me 14 points, which is quite nice. Gakpo. Fancy. I went for Gakpo. Uh, and I didn't fancy Jota because of minutes. Uh, and obviously Gakpo went off on the 59th minute. Uh, Eze there with three points. Looks quite good, to be honest. Saka with 13. Martinelli with nine. Watkins with two. Solanke with two. Isak first on my bench with 13 points. <laughs> I yes. didn't realise that. I genuinely yeah. didn't know. Yeah. So uh, literally, he was the difference there. If I'd have started him and benched Solanke, which I was, wasn't going to do, I had Isak there just in case a player was benched. Um, and there you go. That would have been a green arrow. That would have been up to about 45k. But it happens. You know, that, that was the difference this week. You had players like Castagna getting 10 points for people. Madison not playing and then people getting Andreas Pereira off the bench. There was lots of differences that, you know, that happened this week. When you look at it, these are bad weeks for me, but I'm going down like 1K, 2K, 3K. If I'm going to have bad weeks and I go down that little, I think that's not too bad. You've just got to hope that these double game weeks kind of kind of work out. But yeah, that, that's how it looked this week. Moving on to Rich, you didn't have your free hit to you. Sorry, you do have your free hit to use, but you chose not to use it this week. Let us know how you got on. Yeah, so I got 52 points, but then I did did, did a hit. Mm-hmm. The transfers were quite stressful because I was waiting. Basically, I had Zinchenko, who there were some comments, wasn't there, from Arteta that Zinchenko might not be ready. Yeah. So the moves I did, I did Haaland to Solanke because I couldn't afford to go to Isak um, if I wanted to bring Haaland back next week. I went for Bruno Fernandes to Saka. So I was quite happy with that because I was between yeah. Saka and Martinelli. I did briefly consider Gakpo as well. Mm-hmm. But then I just thought, I'm going to go back to Saka. I never wanted to sell him in the first place. Um, so glad about that. But the decision I had to make is I was definitely buying Trent, playing this five at the back. And I had to sell Pinnock or Zinchenko. Yeah. Luckily, Andy, let's talk FPL. I was watching his stream while walking along the street. <laughs> um, it was getting closer and closer to the deadline. And I ended up selling um, Pinnock for Trent. Zinchenko, thank- thankfully he started, but he gave me no points because he got yeah. booked. And Pinnock was on eight points until that goal went in. So even though I lost the rare clean sheet, I wasn't that annoyed because yeah. at least I did. I would have lost a double clean sheet if I just transferred Zinchenko out. Pinnock's so, your hero as well. Yeah, my absolute hero. But yeah. I mean, I can't complain. I've dropped from like 50k to 88k, yeah, um, which seems quite big. But then because I bought in Salah, 
that was the only reason I was 50k instead of 60k. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse with like Gakpo getting something cleared off the line. Um, interestingly, I've played a five at the back in both blank game weeks. I've not had a single clean sheet. <laughs> I love that. And you love your keepers as well. What's going on? Yeah, I'm not very. Uh, I love the keepers, but I'm not very good at picking them. No, <laughs> not. An and admirer. another thing, I probably on free here. I probably would have gone for Johnston, but it's not guaranteed at all. Yeah. So I think I, I potentially I could have had a very bad free hit if I'd done it. Yeah, no. Obviously, that would have been an issue with me, not the not the strategy. <laughs> yeah, but then you look at it. Obviously, you're saving your free hit for 34, which we're going to be talking about a lot tonight as well, and the fact that people are wildcard and things like that. Um, I should say what we're actually talking about tonight. That would help. Um. And I, I like it because you're thinking about the fact that you kind of know what your free hit would have been. It wouldn't have done very well. So you probably would have got, what, only 10 points more than you got from your actual team? Yeah, and I wouldn't have had the hit. So maybe, yeah, yeah I think I'm about, I estimated about 15, 16 points down. Yeah. And I am still miffed about Arsenal because they were favourites for, for a clean sheet this week. Yeah. Um, and I know Saliba's out, so there's that narrative. But I do find Bookie's odds are usually pretty, yeah. Yeah. pretty reliable. Yeah, and probably one of the best things to go off. So, yeah, it was. We were talking before as well, weren't we? That there was only three clean sheets this week. It was yeah. like Everton, West Ham, who no one really picked. Yeah, and then obviously Palace. That was the big one for free hitters. And if yeah. that hadn't come in, it could have been very, very different this week no, for, for a lot of people. Yeah, completely agree. Right. So moving on to what we're actually going to be talking about tonight then. So we've got our fixtures up for 32 to 35. We've got one of Lego Mane's amazing graphics. Make sure you follow him if you don't already. So we're going to be looking at game weeks 32 to 35. Obviously, there are more fixtures after that and there's more double game weeks after that as well. But it's worth just looking at it in that kind of mini little segment at the moment. We're going to be looking at the best double game week 34 players that we think you should be investing in. We're going to also be looking at the best double game week 36 players because there is some crossover there. And we just want to make sure that if we are making moves at the moment, we are thinking about the long term too. And there are some players that we can be definitely getting in now thinking about long term. I have made a little bit of a wildcard team that I think if you are on wildcard 33 at the moment, that you can definitely go for most of the players in it or just a kind of a player pool. And Rich will be scanning his eye over it and seeing what he thinks about my wildcard team as well. It's not my wildcard team. It's a wildcard team that if I had it, I'd be using this week. Uh, and then we're going to be looking at our teams and Rich might talk to us a little bit about the community team and how they're faring too. Although they're doing a lot better than everybody on this stream. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it, it is quite frustrating that. But yeah. It's, it's an interesting fine. experiment. Yeah, we'll sabotage that before the end of the season. Don't you worry. Um, Seb already captained Pope. We're losing to a team captain <laughs> Nick Pope. Oh, I know. Right. Anyway, uh, so moving on then, we've got um, game week 32, which obviously we have uh, just done, which was the big blank game week. And now we've got game week 33, 34 and 35 up on the screen from Lego Marnie's graphics. Game week 33 is a completely normal game week. There's nothing really to say about that one. But game week 34 is a massive double game week where a lot of teams from a, a lot of good teams are doubling. A lot of people free-hitted in game week 32 because they wanted to build their teams around the players that were doubling in game week 34 from the good teams. Like we said, Man City, Man United, Liverpool and Brighton, the main ones. Um, and obviously, you know, they're, they're good teams this year and, and they're, they're assets that are good value. Looking at this then, Flappy, obviously um, we've got game week 33 there, which is a normal game week. Any teams kind of stand out for you straight away that you're saying, well, they've got good game weeks 33, they've got a double in 34, these are players you can invest in that you're going to get two good game weeks out of them? 
I mean, there are the obvious ones that I guess everyone's been loading up on, like mm. obviously Man City, Liverpool. People that seem to be going really hard on Liverpool now. Yeah. It's only taken, what, 33 weeks for that to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think we're almost so close now. I think a few weeks ago, I was just looking at what teams have a double, and that was probably about it. And now as we're getting closer, I'm looking at which teams have good doubles and which teams have bad doubles. Yeah. I think it's worth saying, obviously, Man United and Brighton are brilliant to load up on because they've still got a couple of doubles left. But there is, in 34, Man United's double looks pretty bad. When you look at it, it's Villa at home. Obviously, yeah. Villa have been very impressive since Emery came in. And then they got Brighton away. Um, so a very, very tough fixture. And then, like, I look at Brighton in 30, 36. Mm-hmm. Is that the double? Yeah, that's the double in Newcastle double yeah. as well. yeah. yeah. That Brighton double is tricky. From memory, I think it's Newcastle away and Arsenal away. Yeah. So I think there there is some scope to be hopping around, you know, bet- between them. I don't think it's quite as simple as just have, you know, have three from this team, three from that team, three from that team. Yeah. It's it's um it, it's really tough as well in terms of like Man City. I know a lot of players, a lot of people got rid of someone like Haaland and obviously they have to bring him back in now. I, I'm saying have to. I still think that that Arsenal fixture, they're really struggling defensively at the moment, aren't they? You know, Saliba's out. They've seemed very open. They seem very nervous as well. Some people were suggesting maybe you could kind of swerve Haaland this week and get him back in for 34. For me, he seems like he's probably top captaincy option this week as well, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, I'm one of the people that doesn't have Haaland. Like I just, like I said, I just sold him for Solanke. I can't believe it. I did that that's a season where that happens <laughs> yeah but i mean spoiler alert i've already bought him back yesterday yeah and i think a lot of people are i mean he rose last night that's why i did it it looks mm-hmm. like he's rising in price again tonight i'm so... sure we'll talk about price changes later but they've been crazy well I, let's talk about it now yeah price changes yeah, are it. ridiculous at the moment like i cannot believe like the people that were on free hit I was watching my free hit team their value going up every day and i was watching my original team's value go down <laughs> And I thought, oh, it's it's not too bad. Obviously, you need point two to go down and all that. Genuinely, I am struggling to get to my game week thirty four team now that I thought I was going to get to. I thought I had point seven buffer. I'm down about point two. Like it's getting scary how quickly it's happening. I mean, is that just because we've got way more engaged managers at this time of the season than we've ever had before? Do you think? I almost get the impression, and I could be wrong, that a lot of people are. There might have been a chunk of people who'd stopped playing. And then this week, they've just been yeah, revitalized and yeah. come back for the fun. Yeah. Because there was all the streams you, you looked at had huge numbers, you know, podcasts, everything, you know, had much bigger numbers than normal. Yeah. But we already mentioned the number of free hits there were. And meanwhile, all these transfers, like, yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, we were looking before we recorded or before we went went on the here. Yeah. And it's crazy. You know, Zinchenko's dropping tonight. Saka's dropping. Tony's dropping. <laughs> Just, yeah, my my whole team. Like, how can you move quickly enough? Oh, uh, And then you've got Haaland is stepping in. Whose name? Why did I pronounce that name? Salad, Dunk, they're going up. <laughs> Botman man. is even going up. Robertson. Uh, <laughs> Stupid man is going down. Uh, well, I, I used to be able to say his name and I can't do it anymore. No, no. <laughs> so we, we, we've gone through so many, like my mantra has always been with price changes. Just don't think about it too much. Like unless you're going to be priced out of the only move you can think about doing, just don't think about it too much because a lot of people move early and it's the wrong thing to do. Obviously, we've got a really short turnaround now. The game week deadline is tomorrow. Should we be thinking a little bit differently about it at the moment? Like last night, I went to bed thinking, 
Could I do Kane to Isak? No, I'm going to leave it. It's silly to do it this early. Kane went down, Isak went up, 0.2, eaten up just like that. And like I said, that buffer for me to get certain players has now gone down again. Should we be kind of changing our risk appetite in terms of, you know, making those early moves at the moment? See, I think so. I've spent the yeah. whole season ign- ignoring price changes. And I mean, I've been happy even money was so abundant. I sold Trippier, sold Rashford, sold Haaland and then bought them back, you know, for way more money than I bought them for. Same yeah. as Saka. But now I guess we're all looking at these plans and the more expensive players are coming back into play as well, aren't they? We're looking at like Trent. You mentioned Robertson. Yeah. We're looking at Salah if we've not got him already. Um, there's still some interesting Man City punts like Mares, maybe De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, but they could, you know, come into it as well. So, yeah, and it's going to be tight. These deadlines are going to be close together as well. This game week's interesting because a lot of press conferences aren't going to be till after the deadline anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, apparently, we might find out if Bruno trains tomorrow, but that seems to be because we don't play thing. till Thursday, so we're not going to yeah. really know too much before that, are we? Just if he trains tomorrow. That would that I think that would be the only thing that we might find out before the deadline. Bruno Fernandez was in full training. Yeah, or we might find out nothing. So uh, the other thing as well, like with with these price changes, a lot of people were thinking about rolling this week. Just roll, go into game week thirty four. Game week thirty four is lovely. You've got two free transfers. Could do a mini wild card. Could could take a minus four, and that seems fine. That seems like a long way away with the amount of transfers we're having at the moment. If you've got 0.3 buffer to to do your moves, are you better off doing a move this week or even taking the minus four this week and getting your players and then just taking, you know, doing a transfer next week? Because you might not be able to do those moves in game week 34. I mean, I guess it's worth saying that game week 34 is Saturday. It is. So less than a week. But and you could probably moving... do your transfers on Friday. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. And I was even, we were talking before, weren't we, that Liverpool, like, for example, if you get priced out of Trent or Robertson, I mean, Liverpool play on Wednesday. We're This is Monday night now. Deadline's yeah. tomorrow. So you could technically, if Robertson or Trent come through the game unscathed on Wednesday, maybe you could do an early transfer on Wednesday if it's really tight. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's an interesting one. We've got a few people in the chat saying that um, obviously wild cards are skewing the numbers and things like that, which is true, but wild cards shouldn't count towards price changes anyway. But these price changes are happening. Like we're, we're not They happened yeah. all of last week. They yeah. happened They happened last night, like Kane up, Haaland, sorry, Kane down, Haaland up. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy so far. But let's move off price changes there. We did that for a little bit there. And I just wanted to ask you about Liverpool. Um, are they back? In terms of attacking wise, you know, all of a sudden, Trent and Robertson are back in our minds and and they're actually getting returns as well. They don't seem to be so good in terms of clean sheets at the moment, but Salah seems to be back. Jot is now an option. Obviously, Gakpo didn't do very well this week, but last week he did very well. Do they seem, I know obviously they've got the double game week as well, and you've already mentioned the fact that people are loading up on them. Is that the right play? I think so. I think, yeah. But obviously, you know, I've I've got two of them already and I've been quite... I've had Salah for, for most of the season, apart from his 21-point haul. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they've scored, what, 11 goals in the last three against yeah. Forest, Leeds and Arsenal. That included missing a penalty as well. There's been disallowed goals, like Salah had a disallowed goal against Leeds, for example. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're back, um, as it were. Obviously, the last couple of fixtures have been quite easy. Maybe Arsenal aren't as good defensively as, as we thought. Yeah. Um in in the, in that game, for example, but yeah, I mean, I would want as a minimum 
Salah and Trent. Yeah. Like as an absolute minimum. Yeah, and actually if you look at Salah and Trent, I think they're the most nailed out of out of the FPL assets we're looking at because Jota, Gakpo, Darwin. I mean, Klopp's already come out, hasn't he, and said we're gonna have to rotate. If you look at the the uh, image up on the screen here, there's literally three days between Spurs, Fulham, and Brentford. They're gonna have to rotate those positions at some point, aren't they? You'd, you'd have thought so, but I think what's interesting is, I mean, I think I don't like picking players based on inverted commas form. Yeah. But let's let's say Jota scores a brace in midweek. I think it makes it a lot harder for Klopp to drop or rest him. Mm, yeah, yeah. If you see what I mean, if players if players are scoring, the fans aren't going to fully understand if he's you know just dropped you know out out of nowhere. So I will be paying attention to midweek as well. You know, yeah. if you're not going for that Liverpool player this week, I don't I don't think it's that reactive to do it because it's more about minutes in a double. Yeah, I was about to say it's more about minutes than points, but obviously it's it's not. <laughs> but you'd hope the points lead to minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, lovely stuff. And just looking at um, Arsenal there, obviously Arsenal go on a bit of a run now that's quite tricky. they got Man City away, not a nice fixture, obviously. Uh, Chelsea at home and then Newcastle away. A lot of people are selling their Arsenal assets. It does look like that's a sensible move if you're looking at fixtures, doesn't it? I think like Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, they're probably quite easy sells. Probably not quite nice routes to get to better players who, who double. Yeah. I think I don't have a problem with like, if you, I mean, I've got, obviously got two Arsenal defenders. I'm potentially going to keep at least one of them. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't mind saving one of them till like, you know, Wolves in game week 38. Maybe they could play in the Forest game in 37. Yeah. Although obviously I'm aware that's a double. So I think if you've got a defender just tucked away on your bench from them, it's not a huge priority. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought unless, unless you can get to Trent or someone from them. Yeah. And they're not too expensive, are they? You're not, you know, benching a lot of a, a lot of your budget, which is quite nice too. Because no, they're still ridiculously cheap. But yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the fixtures, and it's it's hard hard to to even want to play Arsenal assets at the moment. The attacking assets, yeah. depending obviously on your on your structure. Although I'd love to, you know, I'd love to play Saka against City, for example. Yeah. But I actually might have to bench him. But I think a lot of people have got bench headaches this week. Yeah, they have. I think I'm going to be benching him, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, right, so we've got a little table here showing the uh, best double game week 34 players based on the last six matches. So these are players that you could potentially get in this week or you're looking to get in for double game week 34 uh, based on their minutes per XGI non-penalty in the last couple of weeks. Uh, well, last couple of weeks, last six matches for those players. Um, so <laughs> Undav's at the top interestingly uh <laughs> but i'm not sure many people will be going for undav uh then we got de bruyne welbeck harlan salah uh alvarez Pereira. Pereira's all over these lists um he's such a good asset this year uh anthony foden rashford and then diogo jota um very very interesting here in terms of obviously you know their stats could be good uh for xgi non-penalty but it doesn't mean they're obviously getting the returns for instance undab's at the top there he's only got two starts in those last six um but and he's got zero goals he's got one assist so that's kind of why we're not really looking at him but you do have players like de bruyne's here de bruyne if you were on a free hit in 34 you'd be all over someone like de bruyne wouldn't you yeah i think that's the because i was looking at I'm still not sure when I'm pre-hitting. 34 is probably the most likely. Yeah. Because uh, I, I feel like De Bruyne's not one you can easily justify bringing in when no. you need to be trying to get Salah, you want Haaland, you want Trent. But yeah, for a free hit in 34 or or potentially in 37, mm-hmm. 
that's probably where De Bruyne could fit in and, and be a differential. I always find these XGIs interesting because a lot of the time you look at De Bruyne, I mean, we've done it before on here, and most of it is expected assists. Yeah. So it's not like if you see he's got a similar XGI to Salah, it's not the same because normally the XG is skewed towards Salah and the XA is skewed towards De Bruyne. Yeah. But I think in a double, he'd be very tempting as a huge differential. Yeah. I like it. I, I really like um, the idea of going triple city attack on a free hit in that in that double. You know, De Bruyne, um, uh, Haaland in what, like a Grealish, something like that would be quite nice. Um, the hard thing with it is just what you go without. Yeah. You've got to I mean that's why kind of if Bruno was injured but free hit free hitters in thirty four, that would kind of be ideal. And it would probably be ideal for non free hitters as well who don't have Salah but do yeah. have Bruno. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we should say as well, Bruno, we're not sure what's happening with Bruno at the moment. He went off injured in the FA Cup. He sounds like he hasn't been training or won't be available, but we don't know anything concrete yet. So it's worth keeping an eye out for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I keep mentioning that. He didn't yeah, no, have his boot on either when they yeah. were celebrating. Yeah. But he, look, he looked quite happy. He did. I guess you um, would, wouldn't you? Yeah. But it depends. It's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with him. The biggest thing is we might not get any news because they play Thursday. So it's really tough. I was talking to somebody earlier saying that I think I'd still get rid of Bruno anyway. I think he's shown that it's tough to trust him in a double game. It's a lot of money to spend on a player that we're not sure whether they're going to do anything. And if you've got that opportunity to move to someone like Salah or even De Bruyne, I think I'd make that move. Yeah, it's just it's just the penalties with him. Yeah. I mean, if he is out, he probably makes Rashford a better asset. You know, if someone's sold, say a lot of people sold Rashford, didn't they? Yeah. Um, a, few, a few weeks ago. So I think that would make Rashford much more of a priority buy as well. Mm. It's interesting. I don't know whether it helps Rashford because you think we've lost Lissandra Martinez, Varane, Bruno. Obviously, Casemiro and Eriksen are back, but I feel like I don't think the team gets better because Bruno's out, if that makes sense. No, that that makes perfect sense. Against Sevilla, we were absolutely dreadful without Bruno Fernandes. So it'll be interesting. I mean, Spurs are terrible at the moment, aren't they? But, you know, all of a sudden they got a bit of impetus about them with the new manager and we're wondering whether... I don't know. I, I I still think Rashford is somebody you want to own for the double game week anyway. He's he's on this list. He's cheap still. 7.3 million is still ridiculous for what he does. And he'd be on pens without Bruno, wouldn't he? Yeah, so I, I think you're right. I think it doesn't make Man United... It definitely doesn't make Man United best, mm. better. But I think it makes Rashford more tempting as an asset just because he's got the penalties. It's going to be a double game week. Yeah. I mean, something... If I free hit in 34, something I'll be trying to do is get as many penalty takers as... You know, as as humanly possible, really. Yeah, <laughs> just so they can miss them. Yeah, um, I know, I know. But yeah, we that's the dangerous game we play. <laughs> yeah, uh, FPL role managers in the chat saying that um, it's just come out news that it's been reported that Bruno Fernandes could miss Man United's game against Spurs. Um, yeah, which is what we were expecting. Um, thank you, Ron. Uh, so uh, further down this list, and Harlan Salah. Um, I mean, it. it I think if you didn't own Haaland or Salah going into that double game, you'd be a bit worried. In terms of, like we said, we want to get Haaland in probably for that Arsenal fixture. Would you prioritise getting Salah in for the West Ham fixture in, in 33? Is this, this is the kind of situation you're in, isn't it? Where you've yeah. got Kane, for example. It's, it's a common, common situation. Yeah. I, I would much rather have Salah than Kane. However, I don't think I'd do the move. I think 
it's so important to have two free transfers going into that double, which like yeah. we said, is only on Saturday. So it's yeah. not like you've got to wait, wait that long. I mean, I even felt going into the free hit, the way everyone was free hitting this week, just having two free transfers made things so much easier. Yeah. It, no, it really does. Cause you can do, like you say, that mini wild card and you're like, Oh, it's only a minus four. Yeah. But when I started looking at minus eights or minus twelves, that's when it starts getting dicey, a little bit dicey. And I'm wondering why didn't I just roll the week before? Yeah, because you can easily play Kane against Man United. Oh, I mean, easily. look at what yeah. Liverpool did to you. Yeah, and and look what Kane did in a game where they were getting absolutely dominated. Still beat two men, beat it on the left side. Like he can score from anywhere, Kane. And United look very dodgy at the back still at times. I know they did well against Brighton, but you know there were a lot of chances there where Brighton could have scored. I still fancy Kane to score, and if Kane scores, even if it's just one goal with no bonus. You're needing Salah to get well. If this is for a hit, by the way, you know to do that hokey cokey with the two of them, you're needing Kane to get what a goal and assist, two attacking returns, really. Yeah, and even the way it's laid out, I mean, it's, Salah's not at Anfield. Kane is at home, so yeah. even that's kind of puts it a little bit more to put. Make, would make me a little more hesitant to not do it. Yeah, sorry, and, make me more hesitant to do to it do rather. It, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and obviously I watched West Ham on Sunday. I went to the game against Bournemouth. They looked very good. They looked way more like West Ham of old in terms of the intensity, the pressing, the physicality was all there that I just feel like they haven't had for a lot of this season. And obviously they, they show that against Arsenal. They showed it uh, midweek in their um, Europe uh, against Ghent, wasn't it? They played really well in that mm-hmm. one. Played brilliantly against Bournemouth. Obviously the opposition apart from Arsenal was a little bit easier maybe with Bournemouth and Ghent, but they're looking like they've got a little bit of a spring in their step now. So will it be that easy for, for Liverpool away from home? It's it's an interesting one. It, it is interesting. I mean, I guess one thing I'd say on that is West Ham against Arsenal, I think they were still very, very lucky. Yeah. As in, they were getting absolutely battered. Do you remember when they were they were 2-0 down so early? In the first And then minutes, that penalty changed the game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Nothing would shock me in that game. If West Ham won heavily, I wouldn't be shocked. If Liverpool won heavily, I wouldn't be shocked. I do agree with you, though, in terms of I do think having two free transfers in 34 is still a really good position to be in because these games come so thick and fast at the moment that injuries are going to happen and rotation is going to happen. So if we get any inkling before Saturday that a player's injured, a player's going to get rested, whatever it is, and you've got those two free transfers, like you've just said for last week, Taking a minus four and mini wildcard and doing three transfers will be way more powerful than having to take a minus eight, whatever it is, because certain players might not be playing. Yeah. And especially if you do a transfer, there's a couple of injuries, you know, because I mean, we had a lot of players going down in the United Brighton game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? There might be some injuries, you know, in this midweek and it could change your entire route. You yeah. might bring in your route to Salah might get easier if you haven't got him. Yeah, definitely. Um, you just never know what's going to happen. Someone could get suspended, like a key player could get suspended and you might decide you need to bring Edison in, for example. Um, I don't know. There's just so many different routes that can happen. And How everyone's you... got bench headaches anyway. Oh, this could happen and then you have to get a goalkeeper in. Yes, well, of yeah, course you do. Think about it. If, if you're, I'm trying to think of a good example now. Um, all right, if someone's got Steel, for example, yeah. um, and Steel doesn't start, you know, a lot of Brighton fans expect him to start. Yeah. If still doesn't start, you're going to have to sort out your goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on your backup. So I guess that could be a scenario where Edison then might come into it. <laughs> he might. I'm not saying you'll get Edison ahead of Salah. Um, 
captable, captable. Although we know how important goalkeepers are. So yeah, exactly, exactly. We get told every week. Uh, so um, a few other players I just wanted to chat about very, very quickly before we go on to double game week 36 players. Um, Pereira having such a good season, 4.3 million, got another 10 point you know, uh, game this week on penalties without, without Mitrovic being there. It's just a, a lot of people are, are going to be playing, you know, five in midfield with two up front or four in midfield with, with three up front and planning for bench boost and things. It's just tough to fit him in now, isn't it? I think the only scenario he fits in would be if you're wildcarding this week and then you're bench boosting in, in 34. Yeah. So people who've been very patient with their chips, I think he'd be a bit of a no brainer, even if he just picks up four points in, in yeah. the double, because it is a tough double. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if he got more than four points. Yeah. Um, you know, he again, he's on penalties while Mitrovic is suspended. He's just not fitted with a lot of our teams. I think that's the only route I could see where it would make sense is if you're bench boosting in, in 34. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, next in terms of a Man United asset, if Bruno is out and you wanted to go for kind of double United, if you had Shaw and Rashford and you wanted that that third player, I know you've already said that the United double doesn't look that nice. But Anthony seems to be, you know, acclimatising to the team and things like that. Someone you'd ever go with? Yeah, so Man United, I'm I'm probably, if I free hit 34, I'm going to avoid them defensively. Yeah. Maybe could go for De Gea, but probably, pro- most likely not. Mm. Um, I was going to ask you, actually, because there's Anthony. I know Anthony's on this list. Yeah. Um, Sancho's not. Yeah. Out of the two, and obviously this is getting into very, very punty tri- territory. Yeah. Which one would you prefer? Oh, Anthony, definitely. Yeah, so yeah. it would it would match up with the stats. Yeah, it would. I mean, this, the the stats say a lot of it anyway, and even the eye test does as well. Sancho's still got mm. so much to do, just in terms of not attitude, but in terms of his belief that he can still do something at the moment. And I, I don't think Ten Hag trusts him completely. Whereas he, he really likes Anthony, and I think Anthony is growing as he's going on. He's he's been fine. Obviously, he's got he costs a lot of money, but we don't think about that in FPL anyway. I I would one hundred percent pick Anthony. If um, yeah, yeah, instead of Sancho, whether I would pick Anthony at all is something completely different. Yeah, I was about to say, I think yeah. it's hard to find the spot, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, as as exactly. in, Men I feel like I'd only go time. for Rashford. Um, the Brighton midfielders, I mean, for example, people were worrying a bit about McAllister yesterday because yeah. he was playing deeper, but obviously, then Veltman came on, McAllister went further forward. Oh. So, McAllister, he's still on penalties again, he scored his penalty in the shootout. I mean, yeah. well, all the Brighton players did, apart from apart from Solly March. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, poor guy. But um, I didn't mean that to sound sarcastic. No, that was, that was <laughs> no, like I, I, I did feel for him yesterday. Yeah, I, I feel, feel really bad for him. for him. Anyway. <laughs> but I think McAllister's still a, still an amazing pick. I think he's still my favourite Brighton oh, pick. He's so good. For getting from box to box, he's so ridiculously good. And that little uh, thing he did with Matoma to almost score against United... Yeah lovely he's a he's a lovely player he really is he is and i mean he he even loves even when he plays deeper he still loves a shot you know a pop yeah. shot from nowhere i mean they don't go in yeah but he's so got a confident. chance to get a goal he, like... you think he's won the world cup this year i was looking at it at one point he was obviously going to take the penalty against united and i thought well a couple of months ago he was taking penalties in the world cup and now he's yeah. taking penalties in the he FA must cup feel no pressure no. he must feel no pressure just love a, it, yeah it's just an fa cup semi against man united yeah. <laughs> easy isn't it yeah my mate messi does this all the time um yeah last person i wanted to talk about on this list was jota a lot of people are thinking about jota now he's the hero of the free hit for a lot of people last week um I say last week it's a couple of days ago wasn't it um but i have my reservations about picking him moving forward a lot of people are saying, 
Do we go Isak? Do we go Jota? A lot of people in the chat have already asked that. There is a price difference. Jota is much more expensive than Isak. And obviously, the biggest thing for me is minutes. If you're looking at kind of how many minutes I'm expecting Jota to play moving forward, they've still got one of their biggest signings in Darwin that's, you know, on the bench and will be coming on at times. I think Jota, for me, I would be swerving quite hard. I don't know how you feel. I think this is a a perfect reason, again, if you're not sure what moves to do, just to roll and wait till Friday. Because I think what happens midweek is going to change. Well, it may well, it may well change nothing. But I think it's going to make it easier to decide if you want to go for Jota or not for 34. Because yeah. that's going to be the key week. I don't really think this week is the one where you're like, I have to get Jota now, yeah. you know, away at West Ham. So I think it's another reason to wait, you know, wait and see. Because you just never know what's going to happen in the game. He could get injured. He could haul him and then be subbed after 60 minutes. Um, in that scenario, I think he's going to be very, very popular on free hit or for people downgrading Kane. Yeah. I still, I still hate the fact he's a forward now. I was, was about to say the same thing. Yeah. I was about to say the same thing. He was brilliant as a mid. And I remember last year when a few of us got him in, before Christmas, I think it was, and he obviously got a brace. As a, as a mid, like getting a brace is lovely. But just up top, I don't know, it's that little But then bit again, that... we've got this whole midfield problem at the moment. So maybe him being a striker is is better, if, yeah. you, see what, if you see what I mean. Because that, that's otherwise we wouldn't be buying him at all. Um, yeah, yeah. If he was a midfield midfielder, it's the fact that he's a striker that it, you know that he's tempting. Yeah, and it's why we're probably not going to look at Gakpo, not just because Gakpo was subbed after fifty nine. I think he was unlucky. You know, he had mm-hmm. the shot cleared off the line, but it's because he's that midfield spot. Yeah. So I do think Jota and Darwin could be key to it. You know, if there's a couple of injuries midweek again, there's so much speculation when we try and do two game weeks at once. Yeah, there is. Uh, so. Do you see a world, because obviously you're on free hit in 34, do you see a world where you have, it's again, it's about midweek as well, but do you see a world where you go for Jota on your free hit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because picking that striker after Haaland is is really, really difficult. Mm. Um, I mean, another one I've looked at is Martial. I, I, you know, that just worries me in a double because it's not just, it's minutes because he might get injured as well. If he makes it to 34, I'd be impressed. Well, yeah, yeah. So I think there's a couple of options, really. Like, because the second strikers are so, inverted commas, bad, I wouldn't yeah. want to go for a single game week one. Mm. I think it is literally like Jota, Darwin, Martial. Yeah. Maybe there'll be some more clarity on Brighton. Because Brighton have got a couple, of, like if Ferguson comes back from injury, for example, they've got that mid- midfielder in Cisco, who's actually a forward in the game. Is it in Cisco? <laughs> what thong song? <laughs> oh, Cis- no, that's Cisco, no, isn't en- it? And Ciso. And Ciso. I think that's how you say it. That's how they say it, not the radio, anyway. Yeah. But, um, no. but um, yeah. So the, the forwards are bad, and yeah. potentially it could open up a 4 5 1. Because I, actually, that's an argument against Jota. On free hit, I'll probably go Trent and Robertson. Yeah. And then have Salah. Yeah. Four, and five, again one, this so week, I know one. they didn't get the clean sheet, but you kind of saw why. just one clean sheet in that double and you'll be you'll be over the moon it's so interesting how like the the different uh courses you're on change how you look at different players like Jota for me I'm going nowhere near Jota even though he's got that that double game week I'm going nowhere near him free hit it's like yeah actually I can see myself having him and it's it's that difference in it so for me I'm looking at someone like Isak and saying Isak's someone I'd be going for this week and Jota I know a lot of people are going for Jota I, I just think Isak is more of a you can just keep him in your team now until pretty much the end of the season. Whereas Jota, 
every week you'd be like, please be playing, please be playing, please be playing. I'd still get that a little bit with Isak. Because of Wilson, um, yeah. And there was, I think my decision's been made for me, as with many others, because I've got Botman and Trippier. That seems to be quite popular. Yeah. And there's the worry with Isak that he was benched in a double last time, wasn't he? He still yeah. came on and scored. He did. Um, yeah. But there's still that worry. Is he going to play, you know, consistent minutes? He was subbed early for Wilson or early-ish for Wilson. Yeah. But obviously they'd, they'd already minutes. won the game. Yeah. He'd already hauled. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at bringing in Cher as an alternative to Isak. It was very much between Isak and Cher. Cher if, showed why he's... If you could turn back lucky. time, you get Cher, wouldn't you? Oh, my word. <laughs> that was actually really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, girl. Right. Anyway. Proud of that one. There? Proud of that should one. Should we stop there? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> how do we continue after that? Yeah, exactly. But I think I'd risk Isak. I think he's obviously going to be very popular. Yeah. But I think that goes so. without saying now. I think it's rightly so, though. I, it's just to me whether... Like, hang on, if we... So, double game week 36, we can just bring up these players now because it, it's dominated by Brighton and Newcastle. And we should say, by the way, yep. Brighton, I think we've got six game weeks left. They are the only team with nine fixtures in those six game weeks. Yep. It's ridiculous but that 36 is when their are. fixtures are bad. Yeah, exactly. So, it, it's ridiculous how many fixtures they have left. Newcastle also have the double game week in 36. Obviously, we're kind of future planning here a little bit by getting those Newcastle players in. A lot of players have at least one defender in Trippier. But the problem with Trippier is, if you own Trippier, you're not getting a lot from his points. So double defence is obviously the way to go there. But Isak's on this list in terms of... uh, We've ordered them here in terms of um, XGI per 90, uh, non-penalty again. Isak's about halfway up this list, interestingly. I I think Isak is, is... a perfectly good player to go with personally, uh, especially moving forward. It's just like you said, whether we think about the minutes. Undav's top again. He's top of every list on this stream tonight. <laughs> Welbeck's there as well. That threat of Ferguson coming in, obviously Ferguson, I think, is first choice striker when he's when he's fit. And now Welbeck's injured. Is he injured? Is he? Oh, I didn't yeah, know Welbeck went off injured yesterday. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so it's going to get murky. Maybe we get Mac 9. Yeah. Oh, Mac nine. He's, that's a downgrade from Mac ten. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if I didn't realise Welbeck was was unfit, to be fair, um, Isaac's the best way of using that Newcastle spot, though, isn't he? In terms of if you got Trippier and you get another defender from Newcastle, he's the best way to go. Yeah, I think with that share injury as well, I think so. I think it would be very brave to go without him. You know, he's going to be on penalties. We don't know what happens if he's on the field at the same time as Wilson. I don't. I don't think we know that anyway. No. Um, he seems to do pretty well at bonus points as well. Um, that may have been helped by the fact he keeps hauling when he does score. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I think it's one that's really, really hard to argue against. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that there's a few like Willock's having a really good season actually. That assist he got for Isak's goal was quality, like Lampard to Drogba esque, wasn't it? Um, it's just Not so touching tough. the midfielders, though. That, that's it. I like, think that's it's... the other thing with Isaac. At least he's a striker. Yeah. Um, we already mentioned that the Brighton double is bad for them, so yeah. I think it's more likely we're going to captain a, a Newcastle player. Yeah, I mean, it could. I mean, Trippier's had. He was overperforming what we expected at the start of the season. Now it feels like he's underperforming. I think it was like ten blanks in twelve. I've just made that figure up, but I'm sure someone said something similar. <laughs> so it's give or take. Have a look at the page and yeah. count. I can't. I can't bother right now. Yeah. Um, but I think Trippier a few months ago would have been like the obvious captain. Yeah. 
he could still be a captain. I imagine in that double, Trippier is going to go over one hundred percent effective ownership. Because obviously, like like Trippier, six one they beat they beat Spurs. You'd have expected an assist, at least one assist. But for Cher to walk away with two assists, I know Trippier's due, isn't it? Like this is ridiculous. He went through so long of getting rid of attack and return or or a defensive return for what was it like? 12 weeks or something ridiculous he did but he got so lucky and we saw it in this game actually like he didn't get lucky in this game yeah but um there was a series of games before the world cup do you remember when i had triple newcastle defense there was a yes. series of games you love a triple defense yeah and newcastle kept going like three or four nil up like yeah. quite early on <laughs> against teams like fulham i think against wolves and trippier would get subbed about the 70th minute and every time Trippier was subbed, they would then concede, yeah, yeah. which would inflate his bonus. You know, all the Botman owners are there in tears. <laughs> and, um, so I, I do think he was quite lucky earlier in the season as well. Yeah. Um, as great as he is, he's be, obviously been the best defender in the game. I'm not denying that. Hmm. But I'd expect something in between the two, in between where he was at the start of the season and where he's been the last few weeks. Yeah, no, I agree. Um Right. Would you like to have a look at my little wildcard draft? Yes. Yes. Lovely stuff. So this is what I mocked up earlier using... uh, Oh, let me just move that down a bit. For some reason, it's jumped up. There we go. Um, So this is using FPL Team. Absolutely fantastic app, especially with all these blank game weeks and double game weeks. It is so good using it. So make sure you do use it. Peter's usually in the chat. He's an absolute legend. Um, So this is what I've come up with for free... uh, For free hit. God, it's still in my head. Uh, This is what I've come up with wildcard. (laughs) Let it go. Yeah. (laughs) So... If I was on a wildcard this week, this is pretty much what I would be going for. Now, this is without a bench boost, but even with a bench boost, I think this is pretty much what I would be going for as well. Everson would change. I'd probably go for Pope or someone like that. Well, not Pope. I'd probably go for somebody that's playing. Maybe Fabianski. Um, Steele would be good, but obviously we don't know what's going on there. But I'd probably go for someone like Fabianski. Um, Watkins is an interesting one, but I'll talk to you about that. For all those that are listening and not watching live, I've got Edison in goal. Estupanen, Trippier and Botman at the back. And I've got March, Salah, Matoma and Grealish in the middle with Haaland, Isak and Watkins. I've got Trent, Shaw and Rashford on the bench there. Obviously, when it comes to the double game week, Trent would 100% be in the in the lineup, obviously. And those um, Newcastle lads would probably be on the bench. Uh, I quite like this team in terms of it's got the Salah, it's got Trent, it's got the triple Man City, it's got Edison in there. Um, I know Edison is kind of a bit of a you know sticking point for a lot of players, but there you go. I think most of this kind of picks itself in terms of the amount of fixtures left for these players. It was hard picking a third United asset. I think that's somewhere where a lot of play people, because I think Shaw and Rashford pick itself, but then the third asset was quite tricky to go for. Watkins is another one. I feel like Watkins is somebody you need this week, but then you probably look to move him on next week to if you wanted to go for a Diogo Jota, for instance. Obviously, I haven't got Robertson either. This, I think, was maxed out in terms of value. What do you think at the moment? What's kind of sticking out for you at the moment in this team? I think there's a few things. I know we were just talking about Jota. I would definitely want a third Liverpool as the first thing. And obviously... Getting Robertson in is going to be very expensive. You'd want triple Liverpool for 33? Yes. So, well, not necessarily 33. I want them for 34. So, I guess 33 would just be, you'd just end up with them. So, Mm. I think I would go for Jota over Isak. And then I would have 
and then I'll do Jota to Isak in, in, for their for their double. So I think yeah. I'll delay delay that a little bit. Um, I guess you have to go for Watkins with the fixture this week. Although if you were wildcarding next week, I don't think you'd have Watkins. I don't know whether you could afford in this team. You could not afford to go Jota over Isak, by the way. Okay, it's an extra two mil. Okay, so you'd need a lot more money. Okay, so yeah. That would just be something, I guess, for someone like a baller, like someone who's got loads, loads <laughs> yeah. of money. <laughs> Flushed with cash. And just just an idea. Um, I'll definitely have McAllister over March. Yeah, probably over March. Yeah. I'll, I'll still go for him. Although, to be honest, I wouldn't argue against it. It's, you know, it's very, very close. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my personal preference. Again, you're probably going to say money's an issue. Instead of Grealish, Ooh. I'll probably... I'll, I'd probably look at Mara. I think I would look oh, at Mara Mara's. still. <laughs> I think you're going to say yeah. De Bruyne then. Yeah, just add no, an no, extra no. six mil <laughs> <Yeah>. to the budget. <laughs> no, I'm not that. And then I'll put Son in. No, um, no, I'd, I'd probably try and get to Mara's over Grealish if I could. Mm. Obviously, I know you're going to lose minutes there. Yeah. But, I mean, Mar- it sounds like Mara's and Haaland are going to share penalties. Yeah. I guess Mara's has to be on the pitch to be doing that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just find that more exciting, but I understand why you wouldn't. Um, the stupid man. I'd go for Dunk. Yeah, I was thinking. I've been saying it for a while. I keep feeling like he's going to be benched. Someone yeah. linked me to. I can't remember who it was now. I think it was Jack. Um, so shout out Jack. Jack showed me like in his career, a stupid man's. I think he's played like two hundred games and got twenty. I'm just making stats up here. <laughs> he's not got that many attacking returns in his career, right? Considering how attacking he is, you know, based on the eye test. I think I'll go for the safety of Dunk. Okay. So, yeah, some more exciting picks there, like going Mares over Grealish, but then completely dullard, boring. <laughs> Wanted to go for Dunk over a stupid man. Yeah. So I think the general idea the is the same, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's just so. just different City players or different Brighton players. Yeah, I mean, Brighton's so easy to get triple up of anyway, isn't it? You know, and if, if we get any confirmation that Steele will be playing this week, I think Steele is a really good pick because he's so cheap as well. I think that's absolutely fine. And I think the the, the hard bit was picking the third asset in a lot of these teams. Salah and yeah. Trent nailed. Do you go Robertson? Do you go Jota? Um, United, Rashford and Shaw nailed. Who do you go with as that third asset? Um, you know, Man City, Haaland. I still like Grealish. I think Grealish is absolutely fine moving forward. Who's that third asset? Even Isak and Trippier were pretty nailed for me, although I do like your idea of going Jota to Isak if you've got the money to be able to do that. Who's your third asset? So there was a lot of kind of six or seven of these were absolutely nailed and it's who to get as a third one. Um, I I quite like this team moving forward, obviously. And obviously I like the fact of having triple Newcastle already because then you don't just, you just don't have to worry about it moving forward and you can maybe use your transfers elsewhere. But I do like that idea of going from Jota to Isak. It's just where you find that money elsewhere. It's I really tricky. just thought a way to save money and it, it's a little bit bold for this week would be to go Solanke over over Watkins, for example. Mm. I mean, you could even, because looking at this, you're benching Trent this week, which is... Oh, I wouldn't be. You play Trent over like yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in that scenario, Watkins could become like a Greenwood, for example, potentially. Mm. But then if you're going for a Man City mid, I think you want a bit more of a bench. And it was actually a point I was going to make. The schedule... So Man City got two brilliant doubles. The schedule in between, though, they've obviously got the Champions League semi-finals. Yeah. It's really, really congested. And I do think the Man City midfielders are all going to be rotated. So you will want a decent bench. Yeah. It even got me thinking about Alvarez. I just, 
don't think he's going to have enough minutes. But we talked about how the strikers are a bit of a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Could you just sneak away like an Alvarez on your bench and just try and play it by ear? Try and get lucky. Hmm. Uh, it's whether you want an, a city defender as well, isn't it? Like, and we say this every time it rolls around and they haven't been great defensively this year and they always seem to concede the odd goal. But they're but still statistically want... the best defence. Exactly. So it's yeah. whether you want a City defender or City, you know, or whether you want Edison. If you were to go for a City defender in your wildcard, who would you even be going for? I've not had a City defender <laughs> since the World Cup, before the World Cup. I've just avoided it all. I had a kanji um, and that went well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, from the City predictors seem to think Diaz, who's quite expensive, and a kanji are the most nailed. But then a couple of weeks ago, it was Ake who was the most nailed. And obviously, that was unfortunate. He got injured. I saw Luke uh, Disable put some... There were some pep quotes, weren't there, about um, giving Stones rest. Yeah. Um, So he's maybe not going to play every single game when when obviously he was looking quite good. Um, I know a lot of models were suggesting to go for Stones a few weeks ago. So probably probably Diaz, but then he's expensive. That, I think that's why Edison is just perfect. A bit like Edison was perfect earlier in the season. And well, you saw how that went for me, didn't you? Yeah, but... exactly. <laughs> no, I think I think the core of this team, I think pretty much everybody has to have Trippier, Brighton Defender, March Matoma, McAllister Matoma, whoever it is. I think those those two Brighton midfielders are lovely. Salah is is gotta be in there. Haaland's gotta be in there. The, the strikers, I still think Isak is fine in terms of, you know, it's got a nice fixture this week. It's got the double in 36 as well. I think that's fine. Trent, Shaw, Rashford, I think, are going to be in pretty much everybody's. It's just them picking those fringe players, I think. Um, yeah. So this is where I, think, I would be, roughly. Yeah, I mean, the non looking at the like the non-negotiables, it's yeah. basically Haaland, Salah, go for two Brighton midfielders. Yeah. I think Trippier and Botman is, an, is a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, I think it's still the way, despite, you know, they've not been keeping clean sheets. Interesting, you've not got any Chelsea, but their double does look bad. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I'm looking at a lot of my Chelsea and just thinking, no. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't want a lot of them. I mean, I've moment. got no Chelsea, so I'm kind of glad, as in, because yeah. it, it's been something in the back of my mind. Like, are they suddenly going to become good? Are they going to become reliable? But oh, I know. it's looking less and less likely under Lampard, isn't it? It is big time. So it's, um, yeah, I think this is what a lot of people have as their kind of, their core and then it's just building around it so you know screenshot this if you want to and then blame me later on uh right (laughs) looking at my team then so this is our bus teams moving forward uh so my bus team for this week or this well tomorrow is um i got raya in goal i don't think i'm going to be playing raya in goal i think i'm going to be playing kepa um then it's Estupinen, Trippier and Botman, McAllister, Matoma, Grealish and Rashford with Watkins, Haaland and Kane up top. Haaland is my captain. I've got Saka, Shaw and Zinchenko on the bench at the moment. Tough benching them. I just, I, I'm not expecting a lot from them in that City game. I'm really not. I'm expecting, if I'm honest, I'm predicting 3-0 City and I'm really struggling to play any of my Arsenal players over any of those players I've got. I'm not playing Zinchenko. It's just Saka, really. It's whether I play Saka. But even then, who do I bench for Saka? I'm not going to be benching those Brighton boys against Forest. No, yeah, and that's it. I don't... Grealish is the one. He's the one probably bottom of my list. Or Rashford. And it's like, I'm not going to be benching Rashford, especially if Bruno's not playing and Rashford's on pens against Spurs, who are dreadful. And Grealish, I just still fancy Grealish. So it's... Yeah, it's a real tough one. I, I 
think that's probably how I'm going to line up. I don't want to play Shaw over Botman. I think Botman and Trippier are fine there. I like that double defence. And Shaw, I'm playing Kane. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be rolling. I'm pretty sure I'm going to roll. A lot of people have done Kane to Isak already. Everton away. I know Everton have been quite poor recently, but still Everton at home, I think, can keep clean sheets. And do I then get Salah in and do Saka to Salah this week because Salah has West Ham? West Ham away. I've just said they're playing quite well at the moment and they seem to have that vigour back as well. I think I'm just going to roll and then do the Kane and Saka to Salah and Isak next week. And do the minus four and do Zinchenko to Robertson now because I can't afford Trent. That's the plan at the moment. If I get priced out of Robertson, oh, I'm not sure what I'm <laughs> going to do. To be perfectly honest, I'd, I, I, because I don't want the, I don't want Van Dyke and I don't want Canate. To be perfectly honest, so I'm not sure what I would do then. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to roll. Van, Van Dyke could still be fun. I'm, although I guess it's you, you've had this idea in your head you're going to get Trent. It's already been d- shattered yeah. and you're going to go for Robertson. Yeah, I can understand why you'd mentally not want to, but... I just look at I just look at Van Dyke in my, in my thing every week and go, oh, God. Like, the other thing is, do I not get Isak at all and go right down to Solanke, Iheanacho, somebody like that? Because Isak doesn't double until 36 anyway. So do I use those funds, go down to somebody like Solanke, Ian Acho, because I'm going to bench him anyway. And, you know, I'm playing Isak in 34 when he's got a single against Southampton. So do I go down and then get Trent and then somehow free up the funds for 36 to get Isak? I, I know it's an extra transfer, but I think that's the way I'd do it. I think, I mean, if it wasn't for the doubles, I wouldn't even be looking at Isak, I'm sure. I mean, maybe some people would be. Um yeah, I'm just not... I think there's so many 90-minute players, 90-minute yeah. strikers, aren't there? Like, yeah. And he's not necessarily 90 minutes. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's he's a very good player. And like we said, he's on, on pens. But I'm happy to delay that until, you know, the eve of 36. Yeah. And I messaged somebody earlier saying, actually, in terms of priority, I think I need to prioritise Trent over Isak. So, I agree completely because yeah. that's that's what's coming first. Exactly, and like I said, I'm looking at Isak in my team in double game week 34 and thinking well, he's got a single game week. I know it's against Southampton, which is nice, but Trent's got that double and it's a lovely double. And I think if I get Isak and it prices me out of Trent, I think that's the wrong move. I think I need to get Trent. Yeah, I'd rather have Trent in the double yeah. than Isak against Southampton. Yeah, and exactly. I know we talked about it last week, didn't we? That Southampton's defence isn't that bad yeah like i know like as in statistically it's not horrific yeah newcastle can be very hit and miss as well they went that whole period of time where they where they weren't scoring goals yeah yeah 100 and then they've gone periods of time when they're you know doing what they did against spurs at the weekend yeah um also it's worth saying against spurs you know everything was going in at the start of that game yeah and so i'm not saying it's lucky but no i think it's fair to say it's lucky if every shot is going in yeah yeah there's yeah. there's fortune there. I think even even teams would agree that you know if you're five nil up after 21 minutes, something's gone right luck wise. It's like FIFA. Yeah, yeah it literally is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Spurs were writing a letter to the mum by the end of the match, weren't they? Um, <laughs> do you remember doing that? Um, no, you used to do it on FIFA. If you won by more than five goals, you used to have to write an apology letter to the person's mum. Remember that? For wasting oh, their time. I, yeah. oh, how old were you? Uh, what's that? How old uh, were you? Uh, I don't know. This was a while ago. Ten years ago? Eleven years ago? Okay. Yeah. Wait, so you were like 20 something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to your best team then, Rich. So, this is how you're looking. Remembering you've got to use a transfer this week if you're free hitting in 34, but you might not even do that yet. I've already used my transfer. Oh. I'm just waiting for it to come up on the screen so I can remember my team. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Did I send you my old team? No, oh. no, I didn't. This is my new team. Cool. I was trying to remember what I did. Yeah. I, I looked at Solanke. I was like, well, he's Solanke there. I remember now. I did Tony uh, to Haaland right. last night to beat the price changes. He's gone up last night. He's about to go up again. Um, so I've got on. stealing goal, you know, hopeful that he gets his spot back. You know, that seems to be the consensus around Brighton fans. But obviously we're going to know in 33. Yeah, It's another reason um, when I knew he was ill that I thought about delaying free hit because at least I get to see this week, you know, still plays or if he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't, I'm in panic mode later on in the season. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem for another day. Um, so I'll be benching Raya. So that's going to go well. Um, then Trent, uh, Trippier and Botman. Um, all away from home, though. There's a lot of away fixtures this week, yeah. which Dip- makes me a little cautious. Defensive players haven't looked good for weeks, have they? No. Defenders no. are bad. But, yeah. I mean, Newcastle are one of the favourites for a clean sheet. Brighton are the favourites for a clean sheet. And yeah. Trent is Trent. So I'm happy to... Happy to own him. Cross my fingers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got the same two Brighton midfielders as you. So McAllister, Matoma. got Rashford. Um, Salah is my vice captain at the moment. Then up front, I've got Solanke away at Southampton. Watkins home to Fulham. And then Haaland captain at home to Arsenal. I've also got, I've got three Arsenal players on the bench. I've got Saka, Gabriel and Zinchenko in that order. I really don't want to bench Saka. I'm sure you don't either. I I know you thought that it was going to be a 3-0 to City. I think the game's going to be quite close. Mm. I do think Arsenal will have to go for it. You know, if they go 1-0 down. Yeah, yeah, he's on. I keep talking about penalties, but he's on penalties. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've had that confirmed from Arteta that, you know, here, take the next one if he's on the pitch. Yeah. Hate benching Saka. The only way I could really not bench him is if I bench Rashford away to Spurs. But yesterday put me off that quite a bit even though Rashford played 120 minutes could bench Matoma Forrester quite good at home but that feels horrible yeah Solanke would be the obvious one I think that's the one people would say to me yeah but I mean Solanke away at Southampton both teams are going to want to win that Mm. Bournemouth still put up quite good attacking numbers he had four shots in the box the weekend yeah he's on pace he he hit the post didn't he um yeah I'm finding it, it sounds so weird you know I was so happy to get Saka back. I had him, you know, since before the World Cup. Been happy to captain him. Yeah, I've got him benched for Solanke, and I'm not sure how this has happened, but I can't see myself benching Solanke. It's tough. I mean, it's the same as me. I I just don't expect a lot from Saka this week. That's the problem. And I think I'd be playing him out of fear of the fact he's highly owned and, oh, he could do something. But I just don't expect him to. I expect City to you know, basically show Arsenal, this is what you need to do if you want to be champions. And I and yeah. I, I expect that completely. If it was at Arsenal, I think it would be a bit different. Oh, I agree. Yes. But at the Etihad, I think that makes a massive difference personally. Yeah. I could be very be, wrong. 
I've even I like that. I like that, and I hope you're right. I've yeah. also I've also been looking at even, you know, really trying to get confirmation bias with stuff like Solanke's looks quite good away. Saka is much better at home. Solanke scores a lot of goals away from home. Yeah, well, no, yeah. I wouldn't say a lot of goals. More than he does at home. He scored a, a couple of goals. <laughs> he scored one goal at home, I think. No, was it? I, I can't remember what the stat was, but it was something terrible. I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, yeah. I mean, his away record still not like it's not going to make many players blush. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just that fixture. It's you know, it's such an important fixture. Yeah. South Coast derby, building the narrative here. Well, they've got the thing is as well with those games, like Bournemouth have Southampton then Leeds, so. Those games, if they lose both those games, they're they're losing points to the teams that are below them. They cannot lose mm. both those games, um, so it'd be really interesting. I think I think Solanke looked fine at the weekend. It was a tough game, and I think he looked fine. So, yeah, it's someone that I might even get in um, for Kane. Yeah, but just with transfers, yeah, I've bought in Haaland. Bit yeah. of a no-brainer. Whether I free hit or not, I think I am going to free hit. I've said this before, though, haven't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I am going to free hit in thirty-four, but. It's very possible to delay it till 37. I've looked at 38. Nothing feels great. My team's actually not that well set up for, for the doubles. Uh, yeah, I suppose it you've got... It depends on Steel. Yeah, it does. I think Steel's a big yeah. one there. Uh, Steel, Solanke, Watkins. I suppose you've got a few there. And you've got I've still got three still. Arsenal players, yeah. which is probably not very common. I think free hit <laughs> makes sense. And I don't have a Chelsea player... Like a lot of people have got Chilwell and Kepa, for example, yeah, which they may end up holding on to to 37, even though it's not a great double. Yeah. Still, I've got the Arsenal guys. So, yeah, <laughs> my team does look a little different, doesn't it, to the template on the it fringes. Does. That's good, though. That's good. Um, mm. It's not been great the well, last couple of weeks, but yeah. yeah. Um, community team. Seb will be uh, sending out some tweets and that tomorrow about the community team. Um, obviously, it's a very, very quick turnaround. So make sure you tune into what Seb is uh, planning for the community team or what you're planning based on what Seb uh, says to do. So uh, make sure you do that. I don't know what it is at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I've just clicked on it. 18K. Oh, lovely. It, yeah, free hit this week. Got 77 points. Oh. Double Palace defence with Gahey and Johnston. Other oh, jam did it get? Oh, Isak, obviously. Saka and Martinelli. Did have Gakpo and Jesus, though. Um, uh, and Castagna last on the bench. Oh, lovely. Yeah, but doing, yeah, 18K. We were all above that not long ago. Yeah, I know. Awful. We'll be above it it's soon. It's going to catch Joe at this rate. <laughs> yeah, it will. Right. Let's go back to our main screen and have some questions from the community then. So we've got, I think we peaked about 800 people in the chat tonight, which is fantastic. So thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, we know the deadline's tomorrow. So thank you for uh, taking in our content. We always appreciate it. Um, and well done. Uh, well done. Thank you if you're listening uh, after today as well. Uh, chuck us in your questions, community. We'll answer as many as pop possible as quickly as possible. Uh, obviously, we don't have Seb tonight. So we will um i will try and answer a few as well and see how we get on rich i've been really impressed with you recently you've been so quick with your answers so gold star for you my friend have i you've been pretty quick yeah, yeah the other week right. you said it so quickly i went anything else you went no i'm doing it quick Done. <laughs> yeah uh right here we go then they were all starting to flood in now um historia film says is it a no-brainer to bring harland in even for a minus four Yes, I, I think because, and also we didn't touch on captaincy much. I think the captaincy is quite close between Haaland and Salah. Yeah, obviously Haaland's safer, and then you've got the doubles. Yeah, so yeah, get it done. 
I think so. Uh, and also, because no matter what Haaland does, it's going to cost you more than a minus four in what he does to your rank as well. Like, it's yeah, ridiculous. and the, the price is crazy, as we touched on as well. So that could block you from other things. And Yeah, no, I think it is. Um, Juni says, could you rank captaincy picks this week? I know the obviously obvious one is Haaland, but I'm struggling between Kane, Watkins, Salah. Yeah, I'd say top three would be, yeah. Harland and Sa- Harland Salah, yeah. Then yeah, Watkins does look pretty decent actually. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's that's my top three. I think definitely. Um, GQ, G, sorry, QG one two three says: Is Salah actually essential to bring in? We won't captain him until at least game week thirty eight. See, I think there are arguments to captain him this week and next week, mm-hmm. as in it's close enough to. Yeah, I'd say he is essential. I mean, you people faded Harland, didn't they, and went without him? So you, you could you could try it. Yeah, I I I wouldn't say I. I've always said this. There there are very very few players that you could ever put essential next to. I think Harland's one mm. of them. I think Salah, in the way he's playing at the moment, potentially is edging towards that essential thing. I would say so. I don't think you have to get him in this week, but I think you would struggle in game week thirty four without him personally I also actually we haven't touched on this i will be brief um mm. and i think another benefit of having salah in your team is as we get to the later doubles you could look at punts on players like bruno and de bruyne for their doubles you know yeah. so there's also that so if you know you're not happy with salah after a couple of weeks you've got the stru- structure to move to de bruyne who we mentioned or talk or about bruno talk about price points is it game week one again what's going on <laughs> i like it price points and price changes hello uh devon litter will bruno be ready for game week 34 maybe i'm we don't know at the moment i've said it already i think he'd be a sell for me this week if i had him um but i would apparently there's been pictures of him in a boot and crutches today so the fact that game week 34 is literally this weekend i think i would be selling him what about you? Yeah, see see if, if you can wait a day, see if there's anything that comes out. There always seems to be Man United leaks that, you know, if he trained or something. Yeah. Doesn't get injured often or ever, doesn't, does he? He, but... he has scored. Uh, he has scored. He has played more minutes this season than any other player in Europe, including goalkeepers. Oh, wow. That's ridiculous. Well, that includes goalkeepers. Including goalkeepers in Europe. That's ridiculous. Because of the amount of uh, competitions he's played. Yeah. An extra time. Uh, he, yeah, and he just <laughs> and he just keeps playing. Um, David Hughes says, do I start James or Chilwell this week? Oh, oh wow. Um, I know, love it. Both. Uh, do you know what? This is bad. I haven't really looked at... I, James is fit, is he? I can never keep up with it. No, I, 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 I think he probably is. I just haven't looked at Chelsea defenders in the... Yeah. We've only had 24 hours since the last deadline. Yeah. Um, I'll start James <laughs> if they're both fit. Uh, Geo Boys says, bring in Grealish or Rashford tonight? Uh, Rashford. Nice. Uh, yeah, what about tough you? one. Rashford, I think. I think you need Rashford more than you need Grealish, but it'd be nice to have both, like like I do. Um, Chris Pope, is Enciso, or Encisco, as uh, Rich calls him, <laughs> uh, a decent option as a 4.6 million striker? Probably not. That would be... I mean, there's Brighton fans that know more than me, but if Veltman's back, that then yeah. means McAllister's playing at the 10. Yeah. So probably not, unless something changes midweek. Yeah, I, I think not. I, it, lovely as, a, as, a, it, as an enabler, but I, I just don't think... 
you know you need to with all the other uh, budget options you got from Brighton. There's um, so many strikers we hope become an option. Yeah, no, I know. Just need one to hurry up and do it before yeah. it's game week 38. Alvarez is a big one. Um, yeah, that would be the. Well, yeah. it'd be boring. He'd be the same EO as Harland. Yeah, true. Except for people who are stuck with Edison. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Teja <laughs> says, uh, Saka and Kane out for Salah and Isak. Is it worth a minus four? That's the big question this week, isn't it? I mean, we're both benching Saka. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it applies what we've talked about, though. I think it's better to wait if you can. I don't think it's worth a minus four. And that's where I'm going this week. I'm going to roll, I think. Um this could be the wrong. Uh, Pratik says, is it worth taking a minus four to change the goalkeeper? I've got Raya and Steele. That's the same goalies as me. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. You play Steele against Forrest. Oh, if... oh calm down, Rich. Oh, calm no, down. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't I think agree. there is. I don't, no. Got me doubting myself now. But no, if you play Steele against Forrest, you know, if he doesn't play, yeah. Raya away to Chelsea is not bad. No. Considering, you know, Raya makes a lot of saves. It's certainly not minus four difference, is it? No, but in that scenario, obviously I'm looking at free hitting. If I wasn't, I'd want to roll because then you might need to react to that as well. Yeah. Um, And quickly and decide if you're going to go for Sanchez or if you're going to do a complete, you know, swap. Yeah. Uh, Bola4D says, is Trent essential even for a minus four? Again, for me, not this week. Next week. I think I will I, I, for a minus four. If you can get to Trent for a minus four, I think I'd do it. Yeah, next week. I mean, yeah. I think it's going to be almost impossible to not. If you've got a route to do it next week for a minus four, because yeah. I found it hard enough this week. Um, you know, for a single game week, a blank game week, I yeah. had to do a hit for Trent. I couldn't imagine going in without him. Yeah, no, so like that, and that double is good. Yeah. Um, do two more. Let's have a look. Um. Matt Henley says, who are the best Fernandez replacements, excluding City, United and Brighton? Ooh. Excluding all the players. Yeah. <laughs> all the players that double. So don't... maybe he's free hitting in 34. So he wants to know, who do I bring in for, for Bruno? Excluding City, United. I don't want to say Gakpo. No. Um, I mean, Salah would be <laughs> the, the, the obvious one yeah. if you can get to him, because it's not that much more. Yeah, basically, unless you go, oh, yeah. But, I mean, you. But then basically... if he's fit, do you need to do it? I mean, it sounds to me, it sounds to me like Salah, but. Yeah. Um, and last one. Um, which two keepers, this is from Shay Thornton, which two keepers would you pick for Bench Boost 34? Okay, that's where Steel might come in quite nicely. Yeah. Because he's cheap. Obviously, you'd have to see if he if he plays this week. Yeah, Steele and Edison could work. I guess the one problem with Steele and Edison is they then both double at the same time later in the yeah. season, and you'll have to bench a doubler. Yeah. Maybe that doesn't make sense, actually. Well, that's tricky. All right, so either Steele or Edison, and then pair them. I th- I think I'd like to go Pope. I think I'd want Pope personally difficult what about leno and yeah leno and edison because if you go st- <laughs> if you go steel and Pope, keepers again they double in the same this is the thing they're important to all strategies yeah they are big time yeah so go on so who would you go for 
Um, maybe I might need more time to look at this, but I, I think Leno and Edison like might it. make sense. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's not cheap though, is it? No, it's not. I had Leno and Edison for ages. It was, it actually was all right. It wasn't that yeah. bad. I think um, I did. I did. So uh, my nephew asked for some help doing his wild card this week. And I think I went for Pope and Edison because he was like, I, I know that's a lot of money, but I think I went for those two because of the the way their doubles fall. It means he gets quite a lot of fixtures out of them both. But yes, and he was yeah, I see what you mean. Week. Yeah, and he was bench boosted yeah. next week. And you could always downgrade one at some point. It's just but... the money though, isn't it? And then finding the transfer to downgrade them. Yeah. No, that's exactly. where you, well, if you go steel, because steel is kind of the same as Pope. Yeah, I like it. It's just where the steel plays. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, chat, thank you so much. Like I said, we peaked at about 800 people, which is fantastic. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank you if you were listening uh, on the pod or to the stream later on as well. Rich, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself, my friend. Yeah, no, all good. I had fun. It wasn't long to prepare, though, was it? It was literally... Went like the game week ended on Sunday. Went to work. Yeah. Got an alert coming home from work that it's twenty four hours to the deadline. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I know. so quick this week, isn't it? Yeah. Um. But yeah, we obviously got... we we hope everybody remembers that the deadline is tomorrow night. Is it six o'clock? I think it's seven thirty. Is the first game, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, let's. I'm gonna be a hundred. It's all on Amazon, isn't it? Oh, is it? I think so. Game week thirty. No, it's all on BT. Yeah, oh, is it BT? Oh. Yeah, six o'clock. So actually, thank you for telling me because normally it's yeah. six thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I yeah. knew the first one was seven thirty, but um, so yeah, thank you all for joining us. Hope your arrows are green moving forward as well. And remember, lots of deadlines coming up. This is the fun part of FPL. So we will see you again next week. Make sure you hit like.